Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm co-host Noah Ziegler alongside my good friend and co-host and uh, fellow co-creator of 859 Insider, Adam Conradi. Uh, we're back. It's been a bit of a hiatus. We just, you know, a lot of things going on, um, you know, and <laughs> as it is with everybody's world today. But uh, Adam, how, how's it going? Uh, what are you up to nowadays? And, you know, I, I guess again, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well, doing pretty well. Excited to talk some uh, ninth region and Northern Kentucky basketball here uh, today. Uh, as you said, it's been a it's been a long time, been very busy traveling and with school and work and everything. It's been very uh, difficult, but we're back uh, right before district play, and we're gonna give you all the insight you need for district tournament and regional tournament and state tournament and everything into the postseason. Mm-hmm. And now that things have kind of settled down for both of us, we are definitely going to try to get more consistent with uh, these podcasts again, especially since districts, regionals, and then obviously the spring sports and, you know, all, all that fun stuff, especially just kind of, you know, we're still, I mean, navigating the pandemic, which is kind of crazy to think about, but eh, still, we're, we're still at least heading in the, in the right direction, I guess. I don't know. Well, well it's going to be interesting to see going back to this in August and seeing if things are still the same or if things have gotten uh less restricted but uh anyways just kind of jumping right into it we'll start with the uh guys side of things for basketball um obviously leading the ninth region i think everybody kind of saw this coming uh coming to catholic sitting at 18 and four i think adam i think it's just kind of it's clear who number one on the guy side at least is um as as far as i'm concerned i don't think They've lost to a Northern Kentucky team this year. Their only losses are to Indianapolis Cathedral, uh, Orlando Christian Prep, uh, Mail from Louisville, and Ashland Blazer. So, um, yeah, only two uh, state, only uh, two losses in state for Covcat this year. They've only five and zero so far against the ninth region, but they have a game against Connor and Newcath coming up. So they'll probably end up seven and zero in the ninth region coming going into the ninth region tournament and yeah as you said they're the team to beat led by Evan Ipsaro and Mitchell Riley they are a very very high highly efficient team Castle McGillis is a very good three-point shooter they're very deep and as always they're or it seems like always they're back on top yeah and I think a lot of people are looking forward to their battle with North Laurel at BB&T Arena obviously uh you know, Covcath getting, I guess, an early practice round at NKU. But uh, you, you pointed out the games against Connor and NCC. Uh, Connor, I guess, could be interesting. I, I, again, it's kind of, I, I really, I guess, just to be just to be straight up, it's kind of hard to see any ninth region team beating Covcath, let alone, I mean, Dixie, Dixie kept it a game for a quarter or two, but it, it's just kind of so clear how, like you said, how deep Covcath is. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how Connor can stick with them, but uh, just I guess going after Covcath is where it gets really interesting because there I think there are a lot of teams that kind of it, it's not so much that I, I like for example I wouldn't consider Saint Henry the second best team in the region but Cooper had Cooper's eighteen and four which is I mean tied with Covcath for record I guess record wise but if you if you consider Cooper the second best team in the region, St. Henry be, has beaten Cooper. It just kind of goes to show how close these teams are. I mean, you look at Cooper, Dixie, Connor, Lloyd, Highlands, Holy Cross, St. Henry. I, it, it's kind of insane how many teams you could make an argument. Uh, I mean, th- how many teams could really beat each other in the ninth region? Again, kind of looking outside of Cuff Cath. 
Yeah, definitely. Cooper's definitely been a, one of the better, uh, more dominant teams in the ninth region this year with a 10 and one record in the region. Then Dixie at nine and three, Connor at eight and two. Highlands at seven and one also, and they have a few uh, huge district or huge re- ninth region games coming up uh, in the next week or so. They have a game against Lloyd on the eighth, and then at Connor on the tenth, and then versus Cooper on the twelfth. So they're going to be playing three very very tough ninth region opponents coming up. So Highlands has also been very hot in their last. Uh, four games they've scored 90 plus points and then game before that was 86 and then 90 again so they're averaging 90 plus over their last six games they're getting hot at the right time and uh, you really got to watch out for highlands this postseason definitely and highlands is going to want to at least try to make a deep ninth region run uh to kind of i mean get, bounce off of their state championship uh winning season last year uh, another team, I guess, obviously is just interesting to watch and we all know why is a uh, Holy cross just, you know, sitting in an 18 and seven record, they're eight and four, uh, a little bit interesting. Cause earlier in the year they were scoring like crazy. Uh, I mean, they had an early loss to Covcath by 42 points. So uh, again, it goes to show kind of the discrepancy between the two, but I mean, J- Jacob Myers throwing just 40 piece, 50 piece. It's, it was insane. And then all of a sudden, it felt like things just kind of—I I don't know. I mean, they—they they obviously went to the uh, All A State Tournament and lost to Breathitt County, seventy-five uh, fifty-nine. But it, again, losing to—they lost to Lloyd by seventeen, and I think it, it, Lloyd lost to St. Henry by thirteen. It's kind of like, all right, what's what, and holy cross beats st henry it's i don't i don't know it's just i feel like it's holy cross is just kind of an up and down team so uh, they holy cross plays st henry at home to end the season so uh well if the crusaders can get revenge then it kind of goes to show okay holy cross might not make that uh deep run in the postseason that kind of may have been thought about earlier in the year but uh adam what do you what do you think holy cross is kind of looking at as uh postseason play gets around and uh, I guess, is there a chance that maybe a school like Beachwood or Holmes, uh, depending on how the seeding falls, maybe on any given night beats them and steals a spot in the regional uh, tournament? Uh, well, Holy Cross has the two seed locked up already in the 35th district. So they will be either playing Beachwood or Holmes who still have to play for the three seed. So I, I don't see them losing to either of them. I would be a little bit more afraid of Beachwood because they have pulled off the upsets this year. I mean, they beat Dixie just a few weeks ago. But I honestly, I, I don't see uh, Holy Cross being left out of the region this year. When you have a player like Jacob Meyer, it, it's very tough to beat that guy when it comes to the postseason. And also Javier Ward has really, really stepped up this year. He's averaging 18.2 points per game. And let's run through Jacob Myers' stats real quick. He's currently committed to Western Kentucky. He's a junior. He's averaging 38.5 points per game on 51.7% shooting, and he is shooting 33.7% from three, and also 81.7% from the free throw line. And he has scored 886 total points this year, and he still has a couple weeks left. So he'll more than likely go over 1,000 points just in this season. It's so insane, man. It's crazy. And it, it almost makes me wonder, and I we've kind of talked about this before, but it, are some schools going to start to show interest? You know, no, no disrespect to Western, but is a school like 
UC, maybe even UK. I, I think that might be a little bit of, I don't want to say stretch, but like, let's say UC and Xavier start calling it. Those are two schools that I think you would have to consider maybe wondering if Western Kentucky is the way you want to go. And obviously again, Western has, is, is a, is a solid basketball school. They have people going to the NBA. They've brought in highly rated recruits, but it, I, I'd be interested to see, interested to see if, if uh, Travis Steele or Wes Miller pop their head into a uh, Holy Cross game just to kind of see what's going on. And it'll be interesting because obviously everyone wants the hometown kid to stay, but uh, Western, I mean, Western is probably the best mid-major local team, but eh, who knows? Um, kind of, I guess, if you had to pick, Adam, a dark horse in the ninth region and it, whether or not they win their district and nobody and you wouldn't really think of them or they could possibly come runner up in their district and make a run. Is there any team that you think could make some noise in the ninth region tournament and make a little bit of a run and potentially get to the final or even just w- simply get past the first round? Uh, yeah, I, I think you really got to watch out for the Connor Cougars this year. I mean, you forget that they made it to the ninth region final last year when they lost to Highlands and they had a really, really good run. They beat Dixie in the semifinals last year and they went down to Louisville Eastern and they won their city Middletown holiday classic over Christmas break against some very good teams. They beat Seneca, Oldham County and Eastern all in that tournament at, at three, three wins in two days. So very impressive. And they're always ready to go come tournament time. And Landon Hamilton is a very, very good scorer. And they're very deep. They have three players averaging double figures with Landon Hamilton at 18.3, Daniel Campbell at 13, and Aiden Lohr at 10. So they have a lot of scoring everywhere. And you always just have to watch out for them come tournament time. I don't know yeah. if they would be able to take on Cub Calf, but I think – I mean, well, they come, they, they play here in a couple of weeks. So I guess we'll find out is that game's at Connor. That'll be a good test because I, I think Connor might be a team that can slow them down, but it, I mean, it's just how much can you slow them down? There are very few coaches that just know, just you can be super confident. If you, if you had to pick any coach in the ninth region to, to coach any team to win the ninth region tournament, uh, obviously, Scott Rusats is in that question, but Matt Adi has to be. That's one of the coaches that you know is going to make a difference, especially in the postseason. And uh, we interviewed him last year after or kind of around their regional final. Uh, obviously, he, he just has them in a competitive state every single year, and they seem to figure it out. So I, I completely agree with you. Um, I guess just, to, just so that way we're not repeating, I, I'm going to go on a limb and say – uh, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna go with a homer pick and say St. Henry um, or Highlands. I'll say Highlands so that way I'm not gonna totally go homer. But uh, St. Henry or Highlands, I think, are two teams that. Uh, I mean, Highlands can just flat out outscore people, and I think obviously you want to score more points than the other team. But there are very few teams that can put up the offensive numbers that Highlands does, and I think in the ninth region, especially. I mean, it, it, with with a defense like Cooper, obviously. It, like Tim Sullivan's going to have his uh, Cooper playing great defense, but you can only do so much if a team is shooting lights out. So if Highlands catches fire and is shooting lights out for the first few games in the regional tournament, they're going to find themselves in the, in the, in the final uh, with St. Henry. I, I think if they get some matchups that are favorable, if you kind of catch my drift. So 
playing a team like Holy Cross um, in the first round, or if they potentially upset Dixie in the district championship, if they can play against a district runner up, but if they, if they can find themselves with a favorable, favorable first round draw with the game and, the, and they can avoid being on Covcast side of the bracket, who knows? Maybe they can steal two wins. Um, I think obviously outside of the past couple of years with Wyatt Veith and Jude Bessler, which dang, it feels weird to say that uh, they're gone now. But um, before that, the last time St. Henry was really making any chances at uh, multiple wins was in, in the regional tournament was when Adam Getz was there. So that was like 2015 and 2016. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if St. Henry can kind of orchestrate that. Obviously, again, we talk about good coaches in the ninth region. Dave Faust is up there. Um, and St. Henry's had some good wins. They opened the season beating Cooper 54 50. Um, just obviously a, a typical Dave Faust squad in that they are just a, a working team, a working machine. So uh, if they can kind of end the season on the high note right now, they're 11 and 7, but uh, a, a big win over Lloyd that we talked about earlier. Um, I mean, it was 60 to 47 and that just kind of goes to show Lloyd's Lloyd's, I think regarded as one of the better teams in the ninth region. So for St. Henry to do that um, for St. Henry to beat them, I think kind of goes to show that they have the ability to do something uh, to make some noise. They play Beachwood tomorrow night. That will be interesting. Tomorrow's and Tuesday, uh, which I guess when this will be released, will be tonight. Um, and then they play Ryle on the 12th, Newport on the 15th, and Holy Cross on the 18th. So uh, those are a really interesting couple games to end the season on. They play Great Crossing uh, on in the weekend so, or in a couple of days, so um, a non-region matchup. But nonetheless, um, uh, there are some other teams, I think, in the ninth region, Ryle and Boone County, who, again, their region or their district's kind of tough for them to potentially go to region, but uh, those are two solid teams, and then Holmes and Beachwood obviously are going to battle for their respective spot. Um, I, I guess below that, we, we've talked about the top teams in the region. Uh, is there any team that has kind of disappointed you? Um, you know, is that's kind of fallen short of the expectations you came into the season? And, um, you know, so regarding some of the smaller schools, is there any, I guess, any note on them? Uh, someone. So uh, a team that's disappointed me a little bit this year, I mean, Dixie's just been a little bit inconsistent, I feel like. I thought that they were going to be a clear number two in the ninth region coming into the season. We had them at number two in our preseason rankings. And, I mean, leading, led by Kieran Grassi and uh, Billy Wogenstall, very efficient players, very, very athletic. Uh, but – I don't know. They, they've just ran into a few speed bumps. It, it seems like they're uh, running into form at the right time, which is good news for them. But I mean, St. Henry or Lloyd could give them a, a very tough game in the 34th district championship. Completely agree. And uh, you know, it, it's kind of funny that I think both of us were pretty, pretty high on Dixie for football and basketball. And uh, I mean, obviously for basketball, the season's not over, but so far, it's it's kind of like, all right, we're waiting for all the pieces to be put together. For uh, for me, I, I, I got to say uh, Newport Central Catholic has been I, – I knew last year they struggled, and uh, I know they weren't going to just all of a sudden flip everything, especially with the first season head coach. But uh, sitting at 7-15 and 15 right now, they – and really, they it could have been 6-16 and 16 if it weren't for a half-court buzzer beater, which – 
I, I texted you this, Adam. I keep looking at that video. Whether or not he got it off in time does not matter because it's an NCC win. But it, they're very close to not getting that win. Either way, a 5-9 and nine region record, it's, it's just, I don't know. It, at some point, it's, I know it's difficult again because first-year head coach, but they're just it's just not looking good. They got a game against Holy Cross tomorrow night. They play Ryle on the 14th, Cuffcath on the 16th, and Brossard on the 18th. Uh, I think they, I think in order to potentially muster up some postseason momentum, you have to beat Ryle and you have to beat Brossard. And to be honest, I don't know if they. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, I don't think they'll be Cuffcath. Uh, but if they can beat Ryle and Brossard, both are uh, at home. Then I think maybe they'll maybe they'll sneak into the region, ninth region tournament. But um, for me, NCC has been relatively disappointing. Um, obviously, Joel Isles uh, has been pretty decent for them. Uh, they they have they have the potential, like they have team, but they have the team to win a couple games in the postseason. But I don't know. They've been disappointing, and I, I guess it's just me being a you're in, you know looking back at the days when NCC was one of the best teams in the ninth region, but um, I guess to shift from the ninth region, we'll talk a little bit about the eighth region. Uh, obviously, the eight five nine schools in there: Grant County at sixteen and nine, led by Dylan Hammonds; Simon Kenton at ten and ten. They're a solid team. Walton Verona at eleven and ten. Started the season hot, not really, uh, haven't really met that. Uh, Gallatin County at thirteen and seven. That's Vance Sullivan's first season as head coach replacing uh, coach John Jones and Williamstown at nine and 12. Um, again, just kind of a, a, you know, disappointing season for Williamstown sitting at one and nine against uh, eighth region opponents. Uh, Adam, uh, any, any comments on the uh, eighth region? Uh, yeah. I'd like to give a special shout out to Dylan Hammonds uh, leading Grant County to a 16 and nine record and four and zero in 32nd district play. They've locked down the one seed in the 32nd district tournament. So they don't have to play Walton Verona or SK in the first round. They'll be able to play Williamstown, but Dylan Hammonds is averaging a double, double 24 points and 11.4 rebounds per game. Very impressive. And he's shooting 57.8% from the field. So a very, very efficient player, averaging a double-double. Uh, it'd be very interesting to see what kind of college looks he gets after the season. I was going to say. Consistent. Yeah, yeah I was, last I was year say. is when he really came on at the scene. and he was at, he, I feel like he had like 10 or 15 double-doubles last year, and now he's just consistently doing this. I think it's going to be really interesting uh, just to see what kind of college – attention he gets he's he's just a really good player for grant county and uh it's it's cool to see grant county kind of lock up that top seed and be able to more more likely or likely punch their ticket into the eighth region tournament and who knows obviously i think dylan hammonds is one of the best players in the eighth region so they could they could make a run but um yeah and also i i, I guess simon kenton and walton Verona is just going to be really interesting obviously uh I, I didn't know this, and I, I I didn't really know this until I saw something on Twitter. I didn't know that they were considered rivals, and I guess it's because we kind of lived on the other side of Northern Kentucky. But I didn't realize that they were like each other's biggest rivals. I guess I, I guess it makes sense when you think about it. But I mean, I don't know what school is closer to Walton. I guess Ryle, but they don't want to ever play. But hey, it's cool. I mean, a rivalry game in the district tournament—that's sick. 
always a fan of that. But I mean, again, talking about teams that have kind of fallen a little below expectations, Walton Verona, um, beginning the season with that 97, 94 win over Highlands, which you called. Um, and then, you know, they started off hot. They were four and I believe, and then they dropped to four and four. So it was just kind of like, all right, what's, what's going on here. And, uh, they made it to the all a state tournament lost in the first round to Bracken County in overtime. Um, and then they lost to Grant County 90 to 74. Uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just, I, I thought they were going to be one of the better teams in the eighth region and they still definitely can make a run, but, um, I don't know. We'll see. They play South Oldham, Owen County, Dixie Heights, Henry County, Holmes, Carroll County, Oldham County. I could see them going 500 through that stretch, but um, quick. I, I know they're not a five, nine, but Owen County has this kid who is disgusting. His Tegan name is Moore? yes. Tegan Moore. He is filthy. The next uh, Carson Williams. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So just, you know, quick, quick shout out. I mean, Owen County is, I thought they were a five nine. I, I know I checked in there. I think considered five oh two. But either way, um, and then to round out, just kind of the boys side of the side of things for the quick check in. Tenth um, region, uh, Campbell County sitting at twelve and ten. Calvary Christian seventeen and seven. Uh, Scott four and seventeen. Uh, speaking of disappointing teams, by the way, uh, Bishop Brossert seven and fourteen, and Pendleton County at three and nineteen. So. Uh, the eight five nine teams kind of uh, not uh, I don't know not really doing too hot this year in terms of tenth uh, region play. Obviously, Campbell County is always going to be one of the better teams, and they can. It's just Campbell County, but uh, Calvary with a nice seventeen and seven record. Obviously, seventeen and seven. A lot of those wins coming against uh, smaller school opponents, kind of in, in conference opponents. Uh, Scott at four and seventeen. I was I think I don't I don't mean to speak for you, but I was really shocked and I continue to be shocked that they are not doing too hot. Um, Brossard at seven and 14 and Pendleton County at three and 19, obviously haven't really found the same magic they did when uh, Dante Allen was there and sure helps to have a four star on the team. But um, Adam, any notes about the 10th region? Uh, Yeah. I mean, it looks like GRC is going to, run away with the 10th region tournament this year. Mason County might give them a fight and Bracken County's looked okay at times, but George Rogers Clark, I, I believe they're still ranked number one in the state. They're 22 and one on the year. Very, very solid team. They returned most of their team from their uh, 10th region championship team last year. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see if anybody can give them a game in the 10th region tournament this year. Yep, definitely. And obviously shout out to them. Um, I mean, GRC is definitely one of the best teams in the state. So it'll be interesting to see if, uh, I mean, not, not too local in NKY, but they're definitely sort of near it. So, um, I mean, I know GRC is usually like a competitor in the, I guess, regional play. So that is our district, or I guess, NKY 859 insider basketball check-in. We're going to obviously keep, uh, keep this consistent, try to do it uh, every Monday night so we can release it on Tuesday. Um but yeah, uh, until then, uh, Adam, any closing remarks? I'm just happy to be back. Uh, can't wait for uh, district and regional play to start back up. Can't wait to be on site, uh, taking videos and uh, sending everything out and promoting all these athletes on all the teams. Uh, and good luck to everybody.